0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Touchdown,
1: Los Angeles! You are Locked On Rams. Your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast LA Network. Your team ever.
2: Kane is in the building. Yeah. Let's go All right.
1: So goes on all night. Morning we dream. Rams Nation. What's happening? What's good? It's your boy Bear Matter of Rams Podcast, but this is Lockdown Rams. Monday edition of Lockdown Rams. I'm excited to be here. Got a full Sunday. I actually took the day off from watching some football. We'll talk about what happened this Sunday in football. But the Rams are now on this 10-day break as we look at this since their last game on Thursday. We're going to talk to you about some injury updates Some news we found out over the weekend. We're going to talk about turning the page on this win. We're going to look back a little bit since we only had one day on Friday to kind of absorb that emotional loss that was that Thursday night football game. Talk a little bit more about the things that were good. Talk a little bit more about the things we need to continue to improve on. We're also going to take a look around the league, see what happened over the weekend. We've got a big game today as you're listening to this or tomorrow as I'm recording this on Sunday night. Niners Browns, Monday Night Football, we are big Browns fans at this point, uh, we get those Niners next Sunday, so for Sean McVay and the team, this is a great time to all sit down and watch the game, it doesn't get better than live film as far as studying tape, so I'm sure Sean McVay's gonna be in the office with all the coaches watching that game, and then he'll probably, as soon as it finishes, just watch it again, watch some of the other games, he's already watching tape on him of course, but lots of good stuff for them to take in over this week couple other things i want to get to before we get off and running did an awesome promotion with pro image sports if you guys are here in the los angeles area the southern california area make sure to get yourself over to delamo the mall in Torrance over here go to pro image enter to win the eric dickerson 1984 throwback jersey pro image sports is giving it away for free all you got to do is show up sign up you're entered to win I'll be announcing the winner here on Lockdown Rams on Thursday. So make sure you guys are tuned in for that if you went and entered in that. If you haven't, you got a few days left. If you didn't do it over the weekend, get over there. Delama Mall in Torrance, Pro Image Sports, Eric Dickerson jersey for free. $150 jersey, yours. All you got to do is show up, sign your name, and get drawn. To check in on all of what's happening here with Lockdown Rams, don't forget to give us a follow on social media. Lockdown Rams, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LA underscore Rambling Bear on Twitter. Hit me up, say what's up, ask a question. We've got guests throughout the week. We are getting back to our fully scheduled week here. Last week with the short week was a little different. So uh, we'll get back to having some of our regular guests and going all the way through back to a hype Friday and hopefully a Victory Monday next week. But with all that good stuff out of the way, we will get into it. We will jump into Monday edition. I'm Bear Motter of Lockdown Rams and this is your lead story. We all know the Rams suffered a one-point loss last Thursday, and it was rough. It was tough. It hurt emotionally. It hurt physically, and that's really what I'm getting to here. We found out over the weekend that Clay Matthews will be out at least a month with a broken jaw, which he suffered on Thursday night's game. Head coach Sean McVay told a group of reporters on a conference call on Friday afternoon that surgery is needed and there truly isn't an exact timetable, but a month is what we are expecting. McVeigh said, pretty plain and simple, this is not good for us. That's a big injury. McVeigh thinks this happened late in the game when Matthews got kicked in the jaw by Seahawks running back Chris Carson. The big bummer for the Rams is Matthews has been awesome since coming over in free agency. He's racked up 16 total tackles and 6 sacks through the first 5 games. Samson Ibokom is the man in line to kind of take over that starting position. We'll have to keep an eye out this week to see what else the Rams do as far as getting some depth there. We know we've got Oboe Garanquo, who is on the roster, but not been as active as we thought this year. Made the team. I think he's only been active for one game. Natrez Patrick is another guy you might see get some more action. Another linebacker that has basically been inactive all of the season. Remember, you keep 53 players. Only 46 get to be active on the day, so there's a couple linebackers we haven't seen much of this year. This may change. Obviously, the injury to Bryce Hager. We'll see how his availability changes over the week. He was kind of a game-time decision, was ruled out before that game in Seattle on Thursday Uh, The linebacking core is starting to get a little banged up here. This extra couple days that we talked about from the Thursday game till next Sunday is going to be big for the Rams to get healthy. In other injury news, Brandon Cooks, who took a massive hit, the one where his head kind of hit the ground, the defender kind of rolled over, his neck kind of snapped back. It was kind of a a really ugly-looking hit and fall to the ground. The crazy thing is Brandon Cooks held onto that ball. It was a huge first down for us. It was an amazing catch, great throw from Jared Goff. But Brandon Cooks has been placed in the concussion protocol. McVay kind of sounded optimistic about him, uh, kind of saying that things were looking in the positive direction, that he was kind of looking better on Friday and Saturday over the this weekend uh, so we'll have to see how he's looking uh feeling good is one thing but getting ready and passing the concussion protocol is totally different so we'll see that's kind of out of the Rams hands as he needs to pass that protocol to be allowed to come back so we'll see how he bounces back from that one again the Rams may take this one slow knowing that Brandon Cooks has had some concussion issue in the past so we'll see how fast he recoups we'll see how the Rams look to kind of fill that role in our three-headed monster in the receiving core has really been important to this Rams offense over the last couple years. Uh, but looking at it, Brandon Cooks has kind of been the one that's been slow to get going. Robert Woods has 31 catches so far on 47 targets throughout the year. That's 355 yards. Cooper Cupps led the way with 41 catches on 63 targets for 505 yards. Cup also leads the team with four touchdowns receiving. And if you want to step back and look at the NFL as a whole, Cooper Cup ranks fourth in the NFL in receiving yards. He is just six back from Chris Godwin, seven back from Amari Cooper, and 32 yards behind Michael Thomas, who had himself a ball game on Sunday. But Cooper Cup, right there in the conversation as far as leading wide receiver in the NFL— Pretty cool for a guy who ended his last season with a knee injury, a serious knee injury, and it was questions about how he would come back and how he would respond to that injury. He has been nothing but brilliant so far. Jared Goff's number one target. Brandon Cooks is kind of where this conversation started out with the concussion protocol. We'll see if he can get back in healthy and get back into the offense. It's definitely been Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, But once we get these three guys going, it should help move this offense again. As we're talking about NFL stats as a whole, actually Jared Goff is third as far as passing yards go. He has got 1,649 so far. Matt Ryan is just six ahead of him. And then there's Patrick Mahomes, who actually lost on Sunday Night Football to the Indianapolis Colts. No one saw that one coming. He's got 1,831 yards, so he is leading the way by far there. But Jared Goff, those numbers can be a little misleading as we start to look at some of that turnover ratio and really just the overall performance of Jared Goff having a consistent ball game for first quarter to fourth. We'll talk about that a little bit more throughout the show. We'll talk about the improvements. We'll talk about Jared Goff, his accuracy, some pro football-focused numbers as we dig a little bit deeper here on the Monday edition of Lockdown Rams. Your team, every day, only on Lockdown Podcast Network. What we're going to do is step aside, take a break, get a couple words from some of our sponsors. We will be right back. Monday edition. We're back, folks. New week. New outlook. Let's go. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Metro Infinity. They are located just off the 210 in Monrovia. You got to go swing by their new multi-million dollar facility. It is amazing. Check it out. They've got an incredible selection of new and used cars. They're the only dealer in California that's family-owned and has been in business for over 25 years. Yes, yes. That includes them being the number one volume dealer in California. They are dominating the game when it comes to selling cars, and especially in the Infinity world. One of my favorite parts about Metro Infinity is it's not like a regular dealership. If you don't like going down to the dealership and dealing with the salesperson and going through the old version of buying a car, no problem. They will bring the car and the paperwork to your home, to your office. Heck, meet them at the mall if you want. Whatever is comfortable for you, they will meet you there with the paperwork and the car. Make sure to mention Locked On because they're going to give you another $500 off your car purchase when you mention that. So if you're thinking about a new Infiniti or even in the market for a new or used car, please give them a chance to earn your business. Believe me, you will not regret it. Make sure to say what's up to my man, Billy Adams. He is the manager down there. He Will take care of you. They have over 50 certified pre owned infinities. You can reach them at 626 599 7510 or metroinfinity.com. Again, they are located at 821 East Central Ave, Monrovia, California, just off the 210 in Monrovia. Metro Infinity, it will be the best car buying experience of your life. The Suns
2: rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Alright, Nation, we are back. Second segment, locked on Rams Monday. We know the drill. The Rams are three and two. They started out the season hot, won three consecutive games, and then lost two consecutive games. It looks a lot like one of my fantasy teams uh struggling right now. Won a lot to open the season. And then started losing a bunch. And what I looked at is, that's okay. We can come back from that. We started out hot. We can get back to being hot. And the defense really was playing lights out at the beginning of the year. Has kind of slipped over the past couple weeks. We'll talk about that a little bit more. Uh, And we were kind of, we left you on the other end. We were talking about uh, stat leaders. We got Cooper Cup at number four in, in receiving yards. We got Jared Goff at number three in throwing yards. I figured, you know, might as well look and see where our running back is at, Mr. Todd Gurley. And uh, after scrolling down for a while, there he is, number 17. He has 270 yards on 64 attempts. That puts him at a 4.2 yards per carry, not too shabby, above the average in the NFL there, which is good. But if you're looking at the attempts, I mentioned 64, the only person ahead of him... With less attempts is actually Lamar Jackson, a quarterback, has 50 attempts and has 308 yards. So Lamar Jackson is getting less attempts, more yards, but still 50 to 64. A quarterback is that close to us. I know Lamar Jackson's a little different. I get it. But if you go to the top of this list and you're looking at Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette, Josh Jacobs, Nick Chubb, those top five guys there, their attempts, 105, 92, 95. 88, 78, 98. You're looking at backs that are getting the ball. A lot more and I understand there's a plan and I get that and I actually listened to Austin Blythe talk over the weekend or on Friday when he was kind of interviewed in the locker room the Rams posted it on their Twitter account and he kind of talked about understanding this loss but also taking from it the Rams on Thursday were able to come out and kind of establish an identity that they want to get closer to and he talked and mentioned about running the football more and we did that in the first half. We definitely went away from it in the second half, but Todd Gurley racked up 15 carries. I hope this is the step from coming from five carries to 15 to getting him up, and as I mentioned, I understand there's a plan here, but at some point, we got to run the football more. I'm not looking for Todd Gurley to crack this list and go to top five. I'd love it. That'd be awesome. But I'm looking for the team as a general to get some running attack into the mix. That means Malcolm Brown. That means Daryl Henderson if it's time for him but Todd Gurley looks healthy. He was running really well. I think we have to continue to commit to that. One really cool side note, as much as Todd Gurley has been getting grief from the media, not so much maybe from the fans, people a little upset about the money he's paid, but I think we're all on his side as far as give him an opportunity before we can come back and judge that he's not doing his job well enough. But a really cool thing that the Rams kind of posted and I reshared on Lockdown Rams Instagram what was Todd Gurley... Walking off the field with Greg Zerline and Jake McQuaid, our long snapper, and just he he was in the middle of those two guys and he was just tapping them on the back. Like you could almost hear him saying, It's okay, guys, I still love you. And it's awesome for a guy like Todd Gurley. We've talked about this. When captains came out, he wasn't a captain. We kind of tried to see if this was a big deal or not, and I think we kind of circled it as a no deal. But really cool to see that this guy, no matter what, no matter captain's patch or not, is going to continue to be a team guy. If you don't like him in the media and you think he's getting grumpy and you're not sure if he's going to run extra hard or if he's going to give up when they're down... That is not the case. This guy is going to give it to you for 60 minutes, and he's going to support his teammates before, during, and after the game. So I thought that was really cool as they were kind of walking out. that They went through this together. You kind of leave the game if you're Greg Zerline, and you feel like you were the one that did it. You missed the kick at the end. The team got you there. The defense got the third down stop to force the punt. The offense moved the football down into field goal range and you missed the kick. You could kind of feel like it's your fault, but really cool moment. And I want to talk about it here on this episode today because watching that leadership from Todd Gurley, the superstar player, the big money guy to be going in the locker room, patting those guys on the back and basically saying, hey, look, this is early in the season. We got to get together, move forward. Jared Goff said it best in the press conference. And I think I mentioned this on Friday. And if I did or didn't, we're going to double down on it here right now. But he said, hey, last year. Pretty sure the Patriots started out three and two, went on to win the Super Bowl. I think we're just fine. That's paraphrasing. I don't know if that's word for word there, but Jared Goff kind of mentioning that hey, we're okay. If you think back a couple years ago, it was the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers, when he spelled out relax. He spelled it out and just said, you guys need to relax. They went on to make the playoffs that year. So this thing's not over. And I'm not saying anyone out there is calling it over, but you got to keep looking at this. We've got the San Francisco 49ers who are 3-0, who are undefeated. But they had that early bye. They've got a tough game at home on Monday night, tonight. So hopefully we can get some help there. And then the nice thing, we get to just face up against those guys on Sunday night, get to throw it down. And the best way to kind of get over some of these losses is go get a divisional win. At home, our last game at home wasn't pretty. Eric Weddle talked about throwing that film in the garbage, and it was just a game that got away from them one play at a time, and that thing just got ugly quick. So hopefully they will come back to the Coliseum regroup and we won't have to see a performance like that again i mentioned austin blythe talking about that group sitting together watching film and finding some good things and kind of moving on from there we got to continue to prove but it was a great step uh here's a couple of the players the top five players that were the highest graded players in pro football focus on the rams on thursday and this is what you gotta love the first two guys tyler higby 92.3 And yes, he didn't have a massive game as far as catches and yards. He did have some timely catches in that football game where Jared Goff relied on the tight end. But blocking did a great job on that in the run and the pass game when he was called upon to do that. 92.9 grade there. Gerald Everett, number two. Two tight ends right there back-to-back. He had a 90 0.3 grade you're also going to look at Andrew Whitworth at an 80.2 Cooper Cup 77.7 Jared Goff 76.6 good to see Jared Goff climb into that top five this was just an offensive category that I'm saying right here but also good to see Andrew Whitworth at an 80.2 blocking much better this game still a couple silly penalties that we saw but overall this unit was getting better I can't say it enough. Got to continue to go to that ground game. You're going to start to give Jared Goff a little bit more time. I actually rambled quite a bit in this segment, so I'm going to cut it over. We're going to take a break. We're going to step aside. We're going to get some words from some of our sponsors. I'm going to be back on the other side. I'm going to hit you with some more pro football-focused stuff. I'm going to finish with the defense. We'll call it a Monday. I'm excited about this. We've got a great week of shows, so continue to tune in. But with that, we'll step aside. Lockdown Rams Monday right after this.
0: This is Vinny Eyer, host of Locked on Fancy Football with your Locked on Fancy Football Edge of the Day. Tight end is a prime position for finding fantasy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry. You can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Charters Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyrod Taylor
1: All right, Rams Nation, we are back, third and final segment, Monday edition. We're just kind of ranting and rolling. We're getting some stuff off our chest. We're kind of recapping some things. We did some big picture of the NFL stats. We talked about the injuries, and now here we are going to dive a little bit deeper into some pro football-focused stuff. Uh, we'll start with Jared Goff. We'll get into some defense, Aaron Donald. But starting with Goff, and and this is kind of you know a story that we know. When he's protected, he's really good. When throwing from a clean pocket, Jared Goff has an 80.4 passing grade while throwing a low 10% of uncatchable passes. This is one of my favorite stats from Pro Football Focus where they basically grade a pass to say if it's even catchable or not. When having a clean pocket, he has just 10% of uncatchable passes, but under pressure. It's a completely different story. Jared Goff drops to a 66.8 grade, throwing 40% of his passes as uncatchable. We've got to continue to protect this guy. Looking back to Thursday, uh, he had those ups and he had those downs. When he was protected, Jared Goff had five big-time throws. That is another stat that Pro Football Focus has built up as far as dynamite throws. Tough, small window throws. But again, on that other side of the coin... He had four turnover-worthy plays where, where the data shows that the decision in some of those throws were a little bit beyond sketchy, let's just say. Going a little bit deeper into the pro football-focused numbers, they talk about Jared Goff looking at that first read. All five of those big throws went to the first read on the play. That's an 88.6 grade on those big five throws. The big problem here is when that first read isn't there... The play and his performance declined significantly. Two turnover worthy plays and a passer rating of 30.3. And this next stat we talked about here on the show before the snap to pass as far as seconds go. When Jared Goff throws the ball in three seconds or less, he has an 89.5 passer rating. When that snap to throw goes over 3.1 seconds, his grade falls to 43.9. We're just talking Thursday night stats. On those Thursday night stats, Russell Wilson... Over 3.1 seconds, 99.7 on those throws. Yes, Russell Wilson, run around. We get it. He creates, doesn't matter if he has the ball in his hand for 15 seconds. That's actually probably one of the Seattle's best plays, a play that doesn't go right, right away, allowing Russell Wilson to kind of run back there and just kind of make crap happen and, and find an open guy. We were kind of hit up a few times on Russell Wilson doing that and going deep. But for Jared Goff, the numbers are clear. Needs to get the ball out fast. Needs to go the first option in the route tree. But those are things that, when he gets more time, hopefully he can start to read the field a little better, look down the field more. We haven't had seen as many deep throws from Jared Goff as we've seen in the past year. So hopefully, offensive line, getting that thing fixed. We saw it, we talked about it, even early in the game on Thursday. Even when he had good protection... His feet were jumping all around, bouncing, moving. He was kind of, he looked uncomfortable later in the game. He settled in. But again, we got to continue to work that ground game to help him out. Looking on the defense side of the ball, because I said I'd get there and I'm looking at the clock and it's rolling and rolling. I've been ranting and ranting. So I want to get to some of this defense. Aaron Donald, my man. Oh my gosh. I don't think I gave him enough credit on. Friday show giving out game balls Aaron Donald I, he may have been one of them that got him I you know at this point I kind of forget but if not I got to give him another one a Monday game ball because of just re-watching some of this and re-watching the crazy technique and how he slips by people and really can blow up a play on Thursday Donald finished the night with an elite 91.2 pass rush grade which included nine total pressures. That means he created a pressure on 34.6 of his pass rush attempts. And to add to that, he straight out just beat his opponent in the pass rush over 46% of the time. That means just coin flip it every time you get up there and it's a pass rushing situation. Just coin flip it. He's going to beat you. We've seen his ability to get the quarterback really open it up for other guys like Clay Matthews, who we mentioned earlier is going to be out for at least a month who had six sacks coming into it. So we have to figure out who is going to slide in there and continue to add pressure. Dante Fowler, Uh, last couple games, the pressures have kind of come down. We need to see him get in there a little bit more. Samson Evil comes gonna be filling into that Clay Matthews role. And really just, we gotta get Aaron Donald a couple more sacks. There were a couple times on Thursday that he was all over russell wilson but russell wilson is so good at getting rid of the ball he probably could have racked up a couple sacks we'll see how jimmy g can handle that pressure up front and what he's going to be able to do to get rid of the football hopefully it's a big game for this defense but aaron Donald, my man uh just re-watching some of that film and watching some of the stuff he even did on rushes were just kind of crazy there was one i think we all remember where he basically swim past his guy went kind of upfield east-west turned around came back all this within a split second Two guys tried to get a block on him, couldn't. He ate the running back up right there. It was a loss for a few yards, uh, but he just does it all. There's a couple times where in the past couple games we've seen him kind of get a little solely focused on quarterback pressures. It's kind of put him in a wrong spot as far as defending the run. We saw that versus the Bucks. if you go back and look at some of that film. He did a much better job on Thursday, kind of staying in his gap and uh, in his understanding of what he's got to be responsible for. You'll take the small bad, with a huge upside with Aaron Donald. But look for him to continue to make his mark on this team and on this defense because we're going to need him, especially with Clay out, Bryce Hager. Hopefully we get him back this week, but this defense starting to get a little banged up. We're going to need guys like him. Michael Brockers had a great game on Thursday night. Need those veteran guys to step up, get some pressure. Our defense is really going to be needed this year as our offense right now has been very inconsistent. But as we mentioned, we are back into a full week. The Rams will have a week of preparation. They are going to get to watch the 49ers play tomorrow. So they are going to be coming in on a short week, not a crazy short week, but a shortened week compared to what we're getting. Robert Woods also mentioned over the weekend that, you know, this is a quote from him, quote, I personally feel like we've got a lot of work to do. Just got to play better, play faster, play more aggressive, and be nasty. That's the biggest thing I would say. Be the aggressor. Be the hammer, not the nail. End quote. That was from Robert Woods talking about what this team needs to do to get back on track. He's talking about getting nasty. He's talking about getting in there and getting it done. I think that starts again. I'm going to sound like a broken record here, but starts at the offensive line. Getting better. Starts with... You want to be nasty? You got to run the football in the NFL. We saw, if you watched the game here on Sunday night, that the Indianapolis Colts just said, we are going to push this ball down your throat. Late in the game, fourth and shorts, they went for it over and over again, and they just ran the football down the Chiefs' throat. I think that's something that if you're talking about being nasty, you got to run the football. So hopefully, I think this team, this unit as a whole, we heard Austin Blythe kind of talk about this. As I mentioned earlier in the show, he talks about getting back and changing this identity of the football team, getting back into that a little bit on Thursday Hopefully we continue to see that this week against our rivals, the San Francisco 49ers. We're going to do a crossover this week with Brian Peacock, one of my favorite guys here on the network. I'm excited about that. He knows his football. He also does Locked On NFL, so if you guys haven't listened to that, go give it a listen. He's over there with Matt Williamson, breaking it down every single day, Monday through Friday. You guys know the deal. Five days a week, your team, every day, only on Locked Podcast Network. I'm going to put a bow on this one. Monday edition, we will be back tomorrow going a little bit further I think at this point we're ready to flip we're ready to go into San Francisco 49ers I've got some really cool guests coming up over the next couple weeks I'm excited to kind of bring to you guys so I will continue to talk to you about that as we find out a little bit more on a few people that I've got here in the in the works so I'm excited uh some inside scoop here with the Rams a a, a legend in the industry so I'm excited hopefully to have that uh, conversation to you soon so stay tuned Jake Ellenbogen also this week. Serena Morales. It's going to be a great week of content. But with that said, Rams Nation, you know what it is. Until next time. Peace.